City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. This is it. Welcome to the A-Train Show. And now here's your host, the A-Train, Arlington Lane. Welcome to this edition of the A-Train Show. I am the A-Train, Arlington Lane. Glad to be here. Uh, We are in the St. Louis Public Library. Glad to have with me on the show today my guest, my man, the living legend himself, Palmer Alexander III, a.k.a. The living legend. One L and kill, but kill still kill. I'm going to get it right, man. I'm going to get it right one day. Hey, Craig Black never gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, we have, uh, uh, she's a student from uh, the University of Missouri and want, does wonderful things for the In The Zone Network, does a great job she's contributing. Part, she, she, she is part of the network. Yes. Uh, has, uh, I'm glad to have with her on this show today, Ashley Wright. Ashley, how are you doing today? All right, we got to make sure we hear you, man, so you're going to have to speak up. I might have to pull, <laughs> might have to pull the mic. I might have to pull the mic towards your end. Okay. Yeah, so that way you can be heard and that people uh, all over can hear you uh, that hears this show. All right, let's get into it right now. I uh, want to talk a bit about uh, the NBA, you know. I've been, I've been digging what the NBA is doing, and first things first, LeBron James will not be in the playoffs no. this year. No. How do you feel about that? Um, honestly, I was one of the very few who had the unpopular opinion that they wouldn't make it to the playoffs. Um, a lot of LeBron fans will dedicate this to the fact that he was injured for a good amount of time, and Lonzo Ball has been injured and out for the rest of the season. Same with Brandon Ingram. Um, honestly, I thought that LeBron's uh, his veteran skills versus the young talent in L.A. would not mix from the very first season. Um, a lot of people overlooked that. A lot of people thought that Lonzo would come into his own, Brandon Ingram was playing very well, Kyle Kuzma the same. However, this is all new for them. When they have a veteran as LeBron, LeBron, this is his first season there. So the, last season they didn't have that in L.A. So it was new for them and it, it, it showed. Definitely, and I would say... Um LeBron actually has been human this season. You know, you had seen him play 100 games every every year for the last, what, eight seasons? And now he won't get that opportunity. He'll actually get some rest. It may end up helping his career out, you know? Uh, you know, that, that lets you know that father time right, <laughs> is, is, is still undefeated and you know he he need their he need their rest and and I am glad that the Lakers they didn't part with some of those younger players and get a chance to watch them uh, play more often. Brandon Ingram, I mean, up until the point where he got injured, he was probably one of the, one of the best players on that team, uh, hands down. He was he was he was getting his own shot, uh, playing with with a lot of confidence, and the team was too. But it, it just wasn't uh, enough. Uh, they need to find a point guard, somebody that can be able to play with LeBron. Seemed like the only guy that he was able to play well with was Kyrie and D-Wade. 
you know. So unless he found one of those two guys and D-Wade is retiring, the Lakers probably won't be winning a championship. And I want to touch on your point about them parting ways with the younger players. This upcoming free agency, I do feel like they're going to try to have a shot at Anthony Davis. It'll be interesting to see which of the young players they're going to part ways with because they're going to have to. The Pelicans aren't going to take the bench players all the way at the end of the bench who stay in their warm-ups for the entire game. I think, honestly, the way Brandon Ingram was playing before his injury only heightened his trade value. That voice that you hear is Ashley Wright. She's with Sports with Ashley. So make sure that you uh, check her out uh, on Instagram and on uh, Twitter as well. And Palmer Alexander with me, the living legend K-I-L. You can find on Twitter at the legend Kill and on Instagram at the same Yes, yeah, well. same man. That's right. Make it easy for you, fam. That's right. And this is the A-Train show that you're listening on the In The Zone Network. Currently, just talking a bit about some basketball. Of course, LeBron James is uh, one of the big stories in the NBA. Let's move over to the East. I mean, we, will talk, we can always talk about the West because they are always strong. But the East has been opened up now. You know, we look at it and Milwaukee's sitting on top. Nobody would sit here. You could tell me. You couldn't tell me Milwaukee's going to be number one in the East. I'm sorry. You just can't tell me that. I was looking at Toronto. You know, at the beginning of the season, you know, how strong they were looking, you know, and Giannis uh, Atentacupo is doing amazing uh, Milwaukee and the dynamic has changed and a lot of people are believing in it. But I don't believe that they are an NBA championship team right now. I just don't. Well, well, I know, Ashley, you know, I, you know, I've been big on the Greek freak uh, for the last three, four seasons. And Milwaukee has done a good job of building that team together. Mike Budenhauser is definitely a candidate for the coach of the year. But look at the roster. I mean, look how that roster has been filled out. They got rid of uh, Thad Baker, somebody that they had a lot of high hopes on. Uh, Brooke Lopez has been playing phenomenal. I mean, he's the guy that that's not often mentioned. One of the better three-point shoes that they have on the team, Chris Middleton, the guy that's been uh, raising the scoring average, I think, for the last four four or five seasons in a row, you got Malcolm Brogdon, a guy that reminds me a lot of Kendall Gill. He, he's muscular, he's strong, uh, plays with a lot of confidence. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, all throughout the team, they're well coached. They play defense extremely well. And I'm glad that they're getting this opportunity. They probably wouldn't if LeBron was still in the East. But they're clearly the best team to me in the East to beat. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be sure if they were the team to be in the East just yet. I'm not sold. Yes, LeBron has a pretty big factor in where they're seated this season. However, Giannis is playing on an MVP-type level for, what, the third, second straight season? So um, that's a big deal. I think the difference this season versus past seasons is Giannis is getting his teammates involved, people like Chris Middleton. Who would have thought Chris Middleton would have been an all-star this season? So with him sharing the ball now and is still a dominant scorer, that does make Milwaukee a threat. However, I do like Toronto. I like the veteran dynamic in Toronto. Kawhi Leonard is a championship winner. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he's scrappy. He's a uh, dominant um, point guard. I honestly think that Boston will come into their own by the time the playoffs come. So it'll be very interesting to see. Milwaukee, again, is a threat, but I'm not sure that they would make it out of the East. But I, I also don't think so that there are teams that, that are flies in the ointment, just like the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is playing. I mean, he's probably one of the best players right now in the yeah. league, and, he, and he's playing uh, on fire. And, and 
you know, there's there's a it, it, Indiana has has held solid, uh, you know, throughout the season after losing up Victor Oladipo. So uh, they're not they're not going away in the Detroit Pistons are are a little tricky too, you know, uh, you know, with the way that Blake Griffin's been playing. So there there are there are some teams that that will be flies in the ornament. I, I do like Philly too. Um, they they're dangerous and it, it, to me it'll come down to Philadelphia or Toronto or, or the Bucks. I just think that the Bucks got a little bit more. I actually see it coming out to the Bucks and Seventy Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's interesting because you know we speak about the uh, Celtics who uh, last season they were uh, a game away from you know a game or two away from getting to the NBA Finals, but of course they ran into uh, a Cleveland Cavaliers team that feature LeBron James but like I stated before LeBron James is no longer in the east so pretty much is wide open and you really as as you're saying that the Bucks are the looks like the, the the top team I don't believe they are because I think it's wide open like you mentioned Philadelphia is up there Philadelphia is going to get want to get to the NBA finals of bust the Celtics of course the Raptors I mean it's a lot of teams and like you said those flies on the wall they go and try to stop them as well, you know, uh, with the heat. And if, if Dwayne Wade's last run, he might make a playoff berth, and then he's going to have to face off against uh, the Bucks. It's going to be interesting to see what pans out when it gets to the East. But if you look at Boston, they made to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward. They got them back, and they're struggling. Uh, they don't have the same chemistry. And I think uh, – as good a job as Brad Stevens has done, the Celtics have to take a look at themselves. If if they can't play, if they're unable to play with those two guys there, right? Then what makes you think that they're going to pull together in the playoffs? I just I just don't I just don't think that they're able to do that. I think the Celtics are a selfless team. I think that they understand the bigger picture, the bigger goal. So to me, chemistry is not as big of a concern going into the playoffs as it is now. I think they'll all, like you said, take a look in the mirror and say, hey, this is what we need to do in order to achieve. Because anything less than Eastern Conference Final Championship for Boston is a bust. All right, we'll take a timeout right here. We're going to come back with more sports talk. We've got a nice little roundtable going on. The living legend KIL is in the building. Sports with Ashley, with Ashley Wright, is here as well. So we'll take a timeout, come back with more of the A-Train show right after this. You're listening on the In The Zone Network. for the end zone network i got newest sponsor in the studio with us lady shannon a preferred realty investment company absolutely hey i can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit so you be able to enroll me absolutely what's your number my number is 636-383-9396 636-383-9396 got it so you are preferred realty investment company yes where you make moves that move you that's the company i prefer awesome my name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days. And in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. 
Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off in 30 days. That's what she did for me. My future in regards to business for my children and for me looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and DK Credit Repair. City to city, state to state, worldwide, we are in the zone. And this is the network. This is it. Being sophisticated, oh, well educated. After all the hours he's wasted, still he needs time. All right, back on this edition of the A Train Show, the A Train Arlington Lane. Joining me today is Palmer Alexander III on In the Zone. And uh, sports you know, with Ashley is, is Ashley right? The man. The man. The you're man. The, you're the man now? The man of the real In the Zone. <laughs> <laughs> the man. And Ashley. Or Mudra. <laughs> As I'm trying to stay, later, uh, stay late in this program, Ashley Wright is also joining from Sports with Ashley. Uh, we'll talk a bit about the NBA. Uh, we spoke a bit about the Eastern Conference in the first segment. Of course, we talked about LeBron not making the playoffs. But let's go over to the West uh, as we're talking right now. And the biggest surprise so far has been the Denver Nuggets. Absolutely. You know, uh, they sit at 51-24 and 24 as we speak right now in this uh, program. Do they have what it takes to knock off the Warriors? No. <laughs> That's pretty much simple. That was, a simple, that was a simple solution. Absolutely uh, <laughs> what, what, what would they need to do if they want to knock off the Warriors? Consistent shooting. Um, their backcourt is young and Trey Lyles and um, Gary Harris. I'm sorry, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. Um, I think that they would have to knock down shooting. And if you compare their backcourt to the Warriors' backcourt, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, <laughs> need I say more, Splash Brothers, three-point contest winners, Kevin Durant can shoot out the gym, yeah, he can. play defense, it's just the Joker, yes, in Denver, um, DeMarcus Cousins, he's great defensively, he, is, um, he has that tenacity that brings a different dynamic to the Warriors that I think will be too much in a seven-game series for the Joker to handle. Um, and, of course, I, I do believe that the Nuggets will end up having um, – I think they might finish number one in the West, and they will probably end up having home court advantage, but I just still don't think it'll be enough. Probably ends in six. I'm not sure, though. Well, like in the first round? Second, the, the no. Western Conference Finals, maybe? Probably Western Conference Finals Ooh. material. Okay. Um, Houston, I don't know if you guys – um, recall what Kobe Bryant said about Houston that their gameplay isn't championship material. Um, it's no secret that once the playoffs come, James Harden is non existent. Granted, Chris Paul was injured last season. Had Chris Paul not been injured, then they probably would have gotten to the finals. However, a lot of people forget that Andre Iguodala was injured on the other side, and he is a big piece on defense. So um, I do think that the Rockets would have to change up some 
play styling as far as getting to the Western Conference Finals goes. And I think that Denver does a great job at exploiting the Rockets' weakness. You know, we had, I was interviewing Sarge from 92.3 FM, Cheap Plug. You can check out our interview uh, on, on the End Zone Network uh, page. And we talked about Houston. He, he, he travels with the Rockets. And, and, and I asked him, I said, do the Rockets have a legit shot at winning? And he feels like they do. Uh, I mean, he covers them. He, see, he sees them a lot closely than I do. I just, me personally, I, I, don't, I don't see uh, how they, they stand a chance uh, to be able to, to win a title. I just don't think that uh, they're, they're balanced enough. Uh, with, with their scoring, and Mike D'Antoni is your coach. And if Mike D'Antoni is your coach, uh, the odds of you getting to the finals are not, they're just not good. Uh, there is a lack of commitment to defense, mm-hmm. and that has been his bugaboo ever since he has been a head coach. From an offensive standpoint, he is he's one of the greatest offensive men when it comes to defense. That is why he doesn't have rings. Yep. Right. That, that's the thing that has kept D'Antoni from being in the finals. D. Mm-hmm. He has a D in his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it goes back to the old saying, defense wins championships. And like you said, he is an offensive-minded coach. He goes through the best player in James Harden, offense, offense, offense. There is no defense play, being played right now in Houston. And I think that will be their downfall. Yeah, and I feel, you know, and their best guy, uh, you know, Clint Capella, their, their one true shot blocker, it's like he's kind of like on an island because somebody's going to get blown by, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on, on a consistent basis. Well, not a consistent basis, but just enough, you know. And I just, I just think that they, they need more. I think that window may, uh, may have closed on him. To, to backtrack on something that you mentioned about, uh, about the Lakers and, and possibly uh, uh, Anthony Davis going to the Lakers, I mean, who, who knows if he winds up with the Clippers. The Clippers have, have, have created a ton of, of cap space, and they intend on being players uh, uh, in, in, in free agency. I mean, where, where they stand right now currently? I think they're about seven. Uh, Clippers are sixth right six, now. Sixth, uh, sixth in, the, in the West. I think they're about 13, 14 games, over 500. And, I mean, who, who would have thought that they even be this competitive? Yep. Uh, no Blake Griffin, no DeAndre Jordan, nope. no Jamal Crawford. I mean, they, they basically gutted that roster. Uh, they still got Lou Williams, Father Time, coming off the bench. Uh, one, He's one, still two, playing you know, like he had a whole, yeah, he played, high level, man. Yeah, at, at a high level. Um, they, I think they're going to be a dangerous team to deal with. I was pretty skeptical after the trade deadline when they parted ways with Tobias Harris. Well, yeah, 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 but yeah. But Doc Rivers has done an amazing job with that team. He definitely has. Yeah, Jerry Weston, I had to, I had to like I say, I, you know, I've been very critical of Doc Winters. I was on Doc Winters. <laughs> Doc Rivers, though, but I was real critical of Doc, you know, just because of the way, you know, the Chris Paul thing was handled. Yeah. Yep. I was just really sloppy, and I, and I thought that, he dismantled a team that had a legit shot of getting to the finals. He did. And it was just very, very interesting because you, after those guys were gone, you're thinking, man, this team is dead. And they're not going, they're going to be in the same boat as the Lakers. And the Lakers, at first, you thought were going to rise above them, even with LeBron James. And it turned out that's not the case. It's actually the reverse. Yeah. And so that has been the, the key thing uh, for the Clippers is that even with a young, they have a younger roster, but they are getting the job done in the playoffs and they could surprise some teams 
uh, going into the playoffs. And they sit sixth, and they actually are one of the teams that are in. So uh, as the season is starting to wind down, you know, teams are going to be uh, playoff spots are getting secured, and you're going to find out where these teams are seated. Uh, As we sit right now, the t- uh, playoffs were to start today. The Warriors have faced the Thunder in the first round. The Nuggets will take on the Spurs, who have now dropped from one of the top teams to now one of the bottom feeders. Trailblazers will take on the Clippers, and the Rockets will take on the Jazz. Whoa. <laughs> How about those matchups right there, man? That Clippers and uh, Trailblazers, that, that, that would uh, be beautiful. Oh, man. And as much as I want to see Damian Lillard succeed in Portland, I mean, he's doing everything that he can, you know, to to get them to where they are. It's just like each year that they try, it's like something is setting them back. I think what Portland is missing is a dynamic wing player. They need that length on the wing. They need that defense that a wing player could bring. Someone like a Kevin Durant, per se, I think would be excellent in Portland. The loss of Yusuf Nurkic is going to be major throughout the playoffs. He um, he was able to score. He could rebound. He played great defense. Um, I think that... Ian's cancer is definitely going to have to step up in Yusuf Nurkic's place. But Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, I think that they have what it takes to carry that team very far throughout the playoffs. And I honestly think that the Trailblazers are, again, a sleeper team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I love the Trailblazers. That, to me, the Trailblazers got the second best backcourt in, in the NBA, hands down. Uh, daily perimeter play. Like you said, the, the, the entry to, to Europe was, was huge. Uh, but but they also need that, that other big wing score, somebody else that's, that's dependable, that third to fourth score, and, and they're lacking in that. Because if, if they have that, um, I would give them a legit shot of, of knocking off a team like the Warriors. I, you really could because they, that's how good that one-two punch is with McCollum and, uh, you know, Dame Lillard. And... Another team that's not in there that's, that, that I like is Sacramento. Now, I got a chance to watch them play a couple of times. And De'Aaron Fox, oh, my goodness. You're talking about another one of those top guys in the league. And, and you wonder what, what the Kings are going to do, what kind of players they're going to continue to keep putting around. They got Bobby Hill, uh, great perimeter shooter, knock, knock down threes. They got Macaulay Stein, you know, from Kentucky. So keep your eye on two in the Kings. They got some great pieces, but De'Aaron Fox is playing lights out, and they're going to be in the playoffs before you know it. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We're going to come back with more of the A-Train show. we got a special roundtable coming on with uh, with the network, pretty much. The real In the Zone network is all here uh, for this edition of the A-Train show. Coming up, we'll talk a bit about the NC. Double eight. The Elite Eight is here, and uh, my team is out, but we're going to talk about it a bit right after the break. You're listening to the A Train Show right here on the In the Zone Network. for the end zone network i got newest sponsor in the studio with us lady shannon uh preferred realty investment company absolutely hey i can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit so you be able to enroll me absolutely what's your number my number is 636-383-9396. 636-383-9396. Got it. So you are preferred realty investment company. Yes, where you make moves that move you. That's the company I prefer. Awesome. 
This is In The Zone. That just a bunch of damn bull. You should not have said that. His name has just been spoken. Spoken must be worse broken. Papa. Too late to explain. Bull. Watch out. Watch out. For the silly bull. Bullseye. <laughs> In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you are in the zone, baby. Back on this edition of the A Train Show, the A Train Arlington Lane. Like I said, that's our special round table with the In The Zone Network here from Sports With Ashley, Ashley Wright, and the living legend K.I.L. Palmer Alexander III. And I said we're going to talk about the Elite Eight, and what I've been, of course, was surprised about was the fact that North Carolina went down, uh, the only number one seed to go down so far in this tournament. And they lost Cam Johnson. They, well, I didn't say, they didn't lose them, but Cam Johnson was not feeling under the weather, so he couldn't, wasn't having a great game. And of course, the play of freshman Nazir Little was also key. And those guys being under the weather really cost them because Auburn just kept running it down their throat. And big ups to Auburn because they beat two great programs in Kansas and, of course, North Carolina. And honestly, I wouldn't be, I would not be, upset if they got to the final four even the national title well I, i'm telling you now uh auburn looks really good mm-hmm. they look really good and it's funny charles barkley always would say jump shooting teams can't win championships <laughs> 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 right and, and that is what they do best and bruce pearl is doing a phenomenal job uh with that team and I think they, they shot or made over 400 three-pointers. I mean, I think they knocked down 10 in the second half. I think 10, 11, 13 against North Carolina in the second half. I mean, I, they just look like they're playing at a different level. The spacing is fantastic. And they don't waste a lot of time getting the ball out, out of their hands. They, they, um, they play an exciting brand of basketball. And, um, they they get the most out of out of every possession to keep you spread out too, yep. mm-hmm. and they always create passing lanes and lanes for you to dribble and, and penetrate. So it's really fun watching them play. Love watching them play. Yeah, Auburn is one of those teams that's scrappy. They're unafraid. They're always in your face. They're out on defense. They're communicating. They rebound. They have great chemistry, and they play with a passion that is unmatched. They're always up and down the floor. They're in the, their hands are in the passing lanes. They're stealing passes. They're shooting threes, knocking the threes down, most importantly, and that is a major key in going for a, an NCAA championship. Auburn is definitely a team to watch, and I'm excited for the rest of this tournament and how it goes for them. Is it me, or is that Duke is the luckiest team in the NCAA <laughs> tournament? <laughs> because what happened in the last two games, of course, you know, um, the game against Central Florida, which was coached by uh, a, uh, a former Duke uh, player and coach in Johnny Dawkins, 
and the game this past uh, last night against um, escaping me already, man, uh, Virginia Tech. You know, <laughs> Duke is beatable, but they still finding ways to get the W. What about the, when they when they were sleepwalking against North Dakota State? I mean, North Dakota State had them pretty pretty flustered. Uh, for the majority of the game, I think they went to halftime, I think, with a single-digit lead. And, and Zion Williams, they he just had a difficult time get, getting off. And, and, and then it's, Coach K must have must have got those guys pretty lathered up. Because must have called him out. soft or something. Yeah. Soft, you know? <laughs> Playing like a soft South Carolina kid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jason Taylor heard that all too well, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but they, you know, they they balled out. They took control in the real Duke show. You know, RJ Barrett had a, had a phenomenal uh, second half, and boy, did he struggle. He he struggled as well. And it's like you can't put it all on Zion too. You know, RJ RJ Barrett is is one of the best players in the country too. But sometimes uh, he he seems like he struggles to get his offense going. Yeah, I think um, last night in particular, Duke missed the play of. Cam Reddish. Cam oh, Reddish yeah. was oh, out yeah. unexpectedly, oh, yeah. and he is one of their most clutch players. If you remember, he hit a couple of last-second shots that won them a couple of games throughout the season before the tournament began, and I think that his play was definitely missed. I think that having to adjust on the fly for Duke was a bit rocky for them, given the Central Florida game. They were barely able to escape with that win, and Cam Reddish was out on the floor, so last night was just another added wrench in the game plan for them. Um, Zion Williamson did an excellent job of taking that game over. However, I did see toward the end where he was fouled and um, he missed a free throw. I think that that's going to be something that they'll have to work on because late game free throws are of the utmost importance, especially in a tournament like this. March Madness is wacky. If you can't knock your free throws down, then your luck's going to run out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What I know is what Virginia Tech did, and I think more more schools are going to start doing is that when Zion is getting the ball, especially on the perimeter, uh, they was closing those lanes up. They wouldn't, they wouldn't allow him, you know, when he gets the ball out there, he takes that power dribble and he, and he get, he takes maybe, he, he gets maybe a foot or so in front of you. No, they, they got somebody closing that hole. They closing them gaps up. They not let him get through it. And also, uh, you notice a lot of his his threes from the outside. You, you notice how far off they was falling because they was getting somebody so far underneath him that he wasn't able to even finish. You know his follow through on the shot. He's left hand. I'm left hand. I know exactly what it's like when you when somebody's underneath you and you and you're unable to follow through. And that's why a shot was going along the way that it was. So. Teams are getting film on him, too, and he's not just running rough shot over people like he was at the beginning of the season. Is that going to be tough when they play against Michigan State on Sunday? Because a lot of people are saying that this is the end of Duke right here, that the Michigan State-Duke game is pretty much going to be the game. They say if he get past Michigan State, they're pretty much going to win the national title. I think Michigan State does have one of the best chances at knocking Duke off. However, I don't think that they'll be able to pull it off. I think at the end of the day, the talent that is Zion Williamson, the talent that is R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett is a dynamic player. I think he will learn from the mistakes that he made in the Virginia Tech game. And I think that Duke is on a mission. And as well as Michigan State, that they're on a mission too. I think that Duke will overcome. Mike Krzyzewski, I, I don't think that he'll allow those guys to play the way that they've been playing throughout the last couple of games. I take a, I take a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, really. I mean, uh, it's just that 
to me, Duke sleepwalks a lot. I've been I, I watch them play. They sleepwalk a lot, and the further you get, if you sleepwalk, you're just gonna stay asleep. Mm-hmm. That's but right. Michigan State is also a team that's prone to sleepwalking. Yeah. Um, through the beginning of the season, they've been you know they struggled a little bit. Um, they're here now, but I think it, this game will fall down to which team can knock down the most shots, jump shots at that, and then um, who plays the toughest defense. I think that'll be the key to this game. And uh, the other two matchups we got is uh, Texas Tech and Gonzaga. Um, and Purdue and Virginia. And I think a lot of people are surprised Virginia is where they are right now, especially with the debacle they had last season being the first team to be knocked out by a 16 seed as a one seed. But here they are. They're going against Purdue. Um, but the, the team I want to talk about real quick is uh, Texas Tech. Now, when they went and played against Michigan, they beat them by close to 20 points. And the story I, uh, I heard and read was that Texas Tech's coach, has modeled his group like Michigan. So if you look at it, how you beat a team by 19 points, you know what Michigan does. And so he's developed the program to be in that status, and they could possibly be a sleeper team to get to the Final Four as well. Uh, not a lot of people are putting Texas Tech there, but to knock off a, a team like Gonzaga who continuously making Elite Eights and starting to make Final Fours now, you know, they could actually stop their run uh, getting to this point. So let's see. Um, before we take a time out here, uh, I want to preface you, Ashley, because you are a big uh, Giants fan. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And uh, I'm going to talk, touch a little bit about this, so I'm going to give a little tease. Uh, OBJ is what we'll talk about right after the break. Crying. We're going to close up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a time out. We're going to come back and wrap this bad boy up on the uh, special In The Zone Network roundtable with the living legend KIL and sports with Ashley. Ashley Wright herself. You're listening to the A-Train Show right here on the In The Zone Network. My name is Ronnie and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days and in 30 days my credit score has gone up 90 points. Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off. In 30 days, that's what she did for me. My future in regards to business, for my children, and for me, looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and VK Credit Repair. <laughs> This is In The Zone. You know, I remember this song by the Barcades, man. Turn, turn that music down, man. See, this is the problem, man. It's your attitude is what describes you. What you want to be ba -ba 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 -da, may not be what the people see. That's the f***ing race for mayor. It's about your attitude. Yeah. Ba -ba 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 -da. Because, yeah. 
Yeah. Turn it up, man. Is what describes you. Who wants to be mayor? Who wants their ass kissed? Line up. What you want to be? Wow. Wow. It just may not be what the people How many times you want me to vote for you? Yeah. It's up to your attitude. Some people got bad attitudes. To show the real you. The real you. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, don't slip up or get caught. Why not, man? I'm coming for that number one spot. All right. Whoa. Rappers swearing they don't come. Back on this edition of the A-Train Show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. Of course, our show is sponsored by, which I, I, I forgive me for not doing this. The show is sponsored by Preferred Realty Investment Company. Make sure that you contact Lady Shannon. She is doing an excellent job of making sure that she can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. So give her a call today at 636-383-9396. And also VK Credit Repair. Make sure that you get in contact with Kendra Dean. You can follow her on Instagram at Unlimited Credit 850. So make sure that you check her out there and she can consult with you. Um, you can go to her website at vkcreditrepair.as.me. For a consultation. She definitely has saved my ASS. <laughs> <laughs> as we as we had went before the break, I had to preface Ashley that uh who's a big Giants fan that one of her favorite players is no longer a member of the New York Giants. Are you are you gonna be an OBJ fan or are you just gonna stick with your Giants no matter what? Um a little bit of both. A little you bit know? Of both. Um Odell Beckham Jr. kind of reminded me of why I fell in love with the Giants in the first place. Watching Eli Manning win both of those Super Bowls and then drafting a player like Odell Beckham Jr. who plays with such passion, and sometimes that passion does get the best of him. But seeing him be traded kind of it broke my heart. <laughs> I didn't think I would be crying on a podcast today. <laughs> But it's kind of the same thing, you know, like when people ask me who's my favorite NBA team, I have a favorite player in Carmelo Anthony. So with OBJ being traded, I love Odell Beckham Jr. I love my New York Giants, so I'll still be supporting Odell, but it's Giants pride to the day I die. Mm. <laughs> All right. And speaking of which, with uh, Cleveland, the, the team we did get traded to, man, on paper, they look like a whole totally different team. Hey. You know, you know I like the Browns. And you yeah, know, you support them too, man. That's how I see that. You, you know, you know I support the Browns. I've always, I always liked them. But you look at their roster now. They got they got Nick Chubb in the backfield. Uh, they just added Kareem Hunt. They already they already had Duke Anderson, who was who's they who's one of the best pass catching backfield uh, pass catchers out of the backfield. So now you got three deadly running backs. 
Uh, you already got you already got Higgins at the wide receiver position. You got already got uh, David Njoku, probably one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Oh, he's a sleeper. And, yeah, and then you add and then you add Odell Beckham to that. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. This is going to be probably one one of the one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL. I really really like Baker Mayfield. He is unapolog- unapologetically him on and off the field. He makes great passes. He's not afraid to make a mistake, and he learns from those mistakes. I think that is a major key for a quarterback, especially as young as Baker Mayfield. And having Jarvis Landry on one side, having Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side. As you mentioned, Nick Chubb running in short yardage plays. Then you have Kareem Hunt, who's bound to break off for a 90-yard run. It's it's big ups to Cleveland for yeah. making these moves. Even though he'll be gone eight games, though, but yeah. still, I don't even think it's going to do a lot of damage. Yeah, to I don't because, yeah, because you got you got Duke Anderson. So they got, like I say, Duke Johnson part. They got Duke Johnson. So they, they got, like, I mean, I guess the only concern I would have because they, they let uh, Greg Williams go, who, 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 from a defensive standpoint, probably one of the, one of the best minds in the NFL from, from a schematic standpoint because you saw how aggressive that defense played. He's, uh, he moved on to the Jets, and so the Jets are probably more likely to have probably one of the best defenses in the league. But I, I believe that all in all, I think the Cleveland Browns will probably win anywhere from at least 10, 11 games. And I do expect them to win that uh, AFC North division. Wow. Tierra may not like me saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but on defense, we still, uh, they still have Miles Garrett. Don't forget about yeah. Miles Garrett. He was a first-round pick in one of the recent drafts. So I feel like he's going to definitely add another dynamic to the defense. Uh, I'm not too worried about their defense. We all know that their offense should be putting up some spectacular amount of points. <laughs> hey, and must-see TV is going oh, to be coming yes. from them. Man, It's. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of their games on Sunday night or a Monday night, you know. Maybe Monday night football would be a lot better than what it was before, you know. And um, – I think that's the dynamic of the NFL is you get to see young stars put together like this. See, this is what Johnny Manziel is supposed to have been a part of. This yeah. would have been his group. Instead, you know, he is where he is currently right now. And uh, make sure you check out the Alliance XFL show uh, on the End of Zone Network as well. Cheap plug. Um, but also, the, the biggest thing has been the, the, the latest in NFL retirements. You know, we had uh, Rob Gronkowski. He just recently announced his retirement. Jeremy Macklin here from St. Louis, he announced his retirement. And then Jordy Nelson mm-hmm. re- uh, announced his retirement as well. Where, where are we headed? Um, we got great players, but they only taken they, – some of them not even been 10 seasons into the league. They're all saying, I'm done. Well, I'm, well, with the recent health scares in the NFL, I think a lot of players are taking their health into their own hands. You hear a lot of players um, saying, I want to be able to walk off the field under my own power. I don't want to have to wake up every day and my body's aching. And um, so I, I think that's a big reason as to why we're seeing a lot of players retire early and retire young. The NFL takes a toll on your body. We watch these big hits every Sunday. So um, you can kind of understand why players such as Rob would want to retire early. And you look at a guy like Todd Gurley and his career is more than likely done. Um, a lot of these guys, 
they that second contract now is the big money contract where they get the most guaranteed money. And if you and if you're blessed enough to make it to that second contract and you feel like you're good, I can get out, you know, with my health intact. Some guys still stick around and, and keep playing, you know, because they love to do it. But as as Ashley mentioned, these guys they they see their health, you know, which is more important. They're not being taken care of. Um, properly, the end. I think that's going to be one of the reasons why we're going to see a strike coming up because there's no reason why these guys should not be getting more guaranteed money. Um, with and, and I know they they made a decision to play football and everything that goes along with that, but they're they are sacrificing their bodies for the league. The least that they can be able to do is take care of them, make sure that they have uh, some of the best health care uh, post-career. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, we, we've lost too many players, I mean, to death because of suicides and stuff like that, you know, because they can't get the proper, proper medical help, you know what I'm saying, once their careers are done. And it's just uh, amazing to me, you know, that those guys have been – uh, when they were pretty much in their primes, you know, they were primary targets on their respective rosters, no matter where they played, you know. And um, each of, uh, I think, the only person that didn't win a championship out of the group was Jeremy Macklin. Um, yeah. Because uh, Jordy did win one, and, uh, of course, Rob won three, I believe, three Super Bowls he got with the uh, Yeah, Patriots. and I think, how many back surgeries did, did the guy have? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, I mean, one play. They say every given site, no, one play, it could be your very last one. So any given play, that could be it for your career. You should have guaranteed money. If you sign a, like, listen, Sam Bradford contracts, nobody ever see that again where a guy gets six years, $78 million, 50 mil up front guaranteed. They're not giving that kind of money away. Or you would never see the the length of your contract. NFL contracts, they're no good no, after about that third year. Either they rip them up, they release you, or look at Le'Veon Bell, look, look at Antonio Brown. These guys, they know what happens after that third Absolutely. year. Their contract ain't worth a damn. Absolutely. That's, I think that um, that is the reason why Le, Le'Veon Bell left. When you keep franchise, when you keep putting, placing a franchise tag on a player because you know that sooner or later their play is going to diminish. I don't want to pay you $30 million <laughs> up front and <laughs> next season you might not be that top running back in the league that you are this season. So it's like you're kind of exploiting your players at a, at a certain point. So, uh, yeah, you, you, that's definitely that's something to look at. And that has been the case for the longest time now, you know, especially, you know, with NFL free agency uh, continuously does, you know. Uh, the big thing about Kyler Murray, you know, uh, whether he would take baseball over, uh, over football, and he actually took football over baseball. And I'm sitting back like, uh, are you crazy? <laughs> are you nuts? I understand you love football and whatnot, man, but uh, baseball, you at least get all of your money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I'm like, you get all of it. You, you, you're you getting a portion of it with football, but if you love football, man, you know, by all means, go right ahead. That's your career. This is yours, man. But if it came down to me, like I'm baseball or football, I'm choosing baseball, man, especially if I got the skills to do it. I mean, I felt bad for Jameis Winston and Russell Wilson. You know, they both were in that same boat. But the difference is, and I want people to understand this, 
You cannot play baseball and football at the same time, especially if you are the signal caller in football. Hear me again. If you are the signal caller, you're not playing baseball. Forget it. It's just that simple. Yeah, so, remember, I don't know if you remember Chad Hutchinson. That's right. Chad Hutchinson, Dallas Cowboy drafted him out of Texas A&M. I think he was a fifth or sixth round draft pick, but the Cardinals had a con- he also had a, had a contract with the Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Baseball Cardinals. And, I mean, what he threw in like the mid-90s, he threw like 96, 97 miles an hour. Great fastball, but he wanted to play football. Gave it up. Got blown up in the NFL, got concussions, stuff like that. Couldn't even return back to baseball. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't even, you know, he wasn't the same guy, but that's the risk, you know, that's the risk that he that he took. But again, he he took he took the risk of playing 15, 20 years in the major league baseball, guaranteed over one play at a time. I think <laughs> Uh, in cases like Tim Tebow, who went mm-hmm. to the NFL and now is trying to make it to the MLB, I think it's a rarity. Um, yeah, as you said, a lot of guys are choosing football over baseball. But when I see the Bryce Harpers signing 13 <laughs> years, $330 million contracts, give me my $330 million. <laughs> so even if I do bad, you still going to pay me absolutely. regardless, right? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. stuck with me, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. No trade clause? Uh, yeah, no trade clause. Um, you see the Mike Trout signing 400. for 450 million. Shoot, Aaron Judge to get a half a billion yeah. when his when his come up, man. So and he's six foot seven. You think he's playing basketball? And, and that's what that's what makes the NFL money just like monopoly money. It's like it's not even real. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, uh, you spoke about uh, Tim Tebow, what he's doing, and uh, you will never ever ever see the Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders outlook anymore. And uh, one player that. Um, that rarely ever gets talked about with that kind of uh, skill set was Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield could do basketball, baseball, football, and was drafted in all those three sports, man. That, and, and that's how significant of an athlete he was, but he chose baseball yeah. over all of that. And so that was just amazing to me. You know, you won't see those kind of athletes yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but forget it. But it's also you have to take into consideration money or passion. Especially when you're looking at Kyler Murray, do you want to chase the dollars or do you want to do something that you absolutely love? You know, he when he announced his decision, he contributed football as to being his love, his passion. That's what he wants to do. So it's kind of like in my case or in our case, do we want to st- like sit here and do the sports podcast or do we want to chase the corporate job that's paying a million dollars per year? You know what I'm right. saying? You don't yeah. love that corporate right. job. You love doing these podcasts. You yeah. love going after sports. So yeah. I can kind of, I can understand definitely where Kyler Murray made his decision and how that came to be. I don't disagree with that. Well, I mean, that's the, re- <laughs> that's the reason why she's with the network. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys coming through here appreciate and doing you, this round table, man. This has been excellent. You know, <laughs> it's funny. We did this on a whim. But we came together and want to continuously uh, make sure that you support the network and what we do. And uh, uh, Ashley, tell our folks where they can find you on social media. Um, yeah, so on Instagram, you can follow me at Sports with Ashley. Again, that is Sports with Ashley. And on Twitter, you can follow me at Sports with Ash. 
right. And the Living Legend had a cut out, so make sure that you follow him on Instagram at the Legend Kill. One L and Kill, but Kill still Kill. Also the same on Twitter. You can follow me at the A Train Show on Twitter and on Instagram as well. That'll wrap things up for this edition of the show. We hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure that you tune in to the In the Zone Network for more great content. You can check out the Alliance XFL show, which is also part of the In the Zone Network. And check out all the past interviews on In the Zone at our website at inthezonenetwork.com. This is the A Train signing off. We'll catch you for another edition of the A Train Show. Yeah, I think it's time for more true chatter. Yeah. Every day, a hundred.